All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Fan Speculation, where we talk all things of Marvel and everything in between of nerd pop culture, whether it be Star Wars, Stranger Things, Lord of the Rings, that rhymed there, I didn't even plan that, uh, and everything else that you could think of. Today is a very Marvel-heavy episode, which is what we mainly talk about, and we have a lot to talk about this evening. Uh, for you longtime listeners, uh, don't you worry. Uh, my my co-host Vinny Carini, he he just couldn't. He's been very busy with his day job, and there's nothing to worry about there. Uh, I will be getting to a little bit of the podcast future towards the end of the episode. Just wanted to let you and keep you all informed as to what's going to happen pretty soon. We'll get into that later on, though. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today, so we have a lot of crazy things. I mean, crazy, but also somewhat disappointing things and possibly pretty cool things happening with Marvel. So we're, uh, we're going to get into um, about some Marvel movie delays. Uh, a potential date is just one Spider-Man 4, Tom Holland's Spider-Man 4. you got to be specific these days with, with multiple Spider-Men. Um, a report about a Marvel villain returning in a movie, a Marvel movie pretty soon. And um, and then we have to talk about the uh, the big green lady in the room. Of course, I am talking about Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk. Now, I am one person, I think, as time has gone on with this show, that I've been pretty critical of it. I wouldn't say I'd be ripping the shreds, but I've been critical in the past recent episodes. Um, we are going to be heading into big spoiler territory for the last episode of She-Hulk, for the finale of She-Hulk. And there was so much that happened here. So let's try and break it down to you. This is your final spoiler warning. Gonna go into the spoilers. 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 I wish I could fucking talk today. All right. Spoiler territory. Three, two, one. You have been warned. So um, She-Hulk, we picked up from episode uh, eight where we saw Jennifer Walters in She-Hulk form with the, a video uh uh, discriminating her and and uh, making her look bad from the intelligentsia, and she was arrested and brought into the damage controls uh, holding facility where Abomination was for most of the uh, well for a good portion of the show, and um, and we the show opens with a recap and also shows um, Jennifer Walters and it calls back to the classic. Uh, Hulk show from way back in the day, from the the eighties, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was very that was very funny and kind of uh, you know <laughs> very funny to do. Uh, and then we see that it was Jen who was dreaming, and then we see uh, Mallory, uh, Nikki, and Pug, I believe his name is from the from um, GLK and H, if the law firm is correct, of where she works. Um, she uh, is not in Hulk form; she's in Jen form. And, uh, you know, Jen is obviously pissed. And Mallory said, well, they set you up and you took the bait. So the whole world just looks at you like a monster right now. So that calls back to the first episode of when the Hulk said, what are you going to do? Um, <clears throat> so they had a plea bargain. And pretty much the plea bargain was is that she would be free to go if she never turned into She-Hulk ever again. She, uh, then, she, she then lost her job because if she's not She-Hulk as a lawyer then she can't work for GLKNH because that's what they wanted her to do. So she cleans out her office. She can't get a job. So she moves back in with her family. She leaves her apartment. 
um, with her mom and dad, and then there, uh, Nikki and Jen are trying to find Intelligentsia, where it later moves on to where Nikki gets a video from uh, from Jen's mom from her college days. They're trying to find this person. As we move forward with the show, she's trying to get in contact with with uh, with Bruce. He can't. You can't get in contact with him. Cries get in contact with Emil Blonsky, and uh, he can't. She can't get in contact with him. So what she does is she just goes there because Emil said she can stay there anytime she needs. If she just needs time to relax and clear her head so she goes over there uh, meanwhile Nikki she goes ahead and she uploads the she-hulk of Jen dancing in her college days you know you know she's with a bunch of her girlfriends in, in the co- college dorm and she's in pajamas you could see her you know, see her thong for you know, the the pajama pants are low-waisted so it's it's obviously like an embarrassing thing that she's trying to put up on intelligentsia but it's because she's trying to find the guys in intelligentsia so she puts it up and then she gives gives a location as to where this secret intelligentsia meeting is uh, meeting is so she gets pugged to come with her uh, again, if I can't remember his fucking... If I'm getting his name wrong, I apologize. But that's what I remember. Um, so, her, Nikki and Pug go to this place. And Pug goes inside. And he's wearing an, uh, an AirPod to go in. And he has to try and infiltrate as to what's going on. Jen goes over uh, and sees the one of the guys who attacked her. Who later apologized to her in the later episode with the learning... With the healing circle, whatever it was. Uh, we go in. And Jen's reading Blonsky's book. And she just says the book sucks. Um, saying that Blonsky was in a was in a uh, secret meeting, but he'll be back later. Um, as she goes and walks around, um, we see the intelligentsia there, and then Todd, good old creepy fucking Todd, who's been trying to seemingly bang her the whole show. Um, just uh, he he created the intelligentsia. So um, Pug gets in there, and he's trying to make his way in, trying to find more about intelligentsia. So again, Todd started intelligentsia. Todd was obviously very um very sus uh, so he is hulk king uh as time goes you know they're saying things in the show in the show just like you know like i wouldn't mind if she was a guy you know there's no why she's call herself she hulk there's no he hulk and it's it's kind of funny to the whole thing of like you know kind of something that like women deal with on a daily basis i was like look i wouldn't i don't mind it Okay, but I would be just as critical if she was a guy. Blah blah blah. blah. And um, Pug's trying to—he's trying to get the information. They all form the sit down for a meeting to start, and then Todd introduces Abomination. So the it's Blonsky in the Abomination um, <clears throat> in the in, in Abomination form in a in a in a big T-shirt. And Jen finds out that there is abomination, uh, like you know, and she is like, she's questioning all these things, and like, wait, what is it? He's Hulk King, and then he had, and then Todd gets, uh, she Hulk's blood, and he turns into a Hulk, and and then Jen is very much like, what is going on here? She's questioning, like, is this how it's ending? This doesn't seem right. And then in comes Hulk out of nowhere. He's like, get your hands off my cousin. Like, oh, Bruce, you don't understand. He's like, and then Titania shows up. And then literally the show stops and it goes to the Marvel uh, menu as to where you, on on the Disney Plus section, the Marvel menu. And she's like, hey, this isn't going to stop me from making my point or talking or whatever. So then Jen punches the she, as She-Hulk, punches the She-Hulk logo off from the Disney Plus menu. And then she needs to go and she goes into the um i can't remember the documentary series where they show the behind the scenes stuff of uh, for disney plus shows and movies so she goes in there 
and she jumps in, and now Jen is apparently in the real world. Like, they have gone beyond breaking the fourth wall at this point. So she goes into the writer's room and asks, like, what is this crap you guys are doing? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, all these stories are happening all at once, and they all seem forced. They all seem like they don't come together to make to make some one big conclusion that makes sense. And they go off, so like, oh, well, we think it's... Uh, we can't we change it like ha no we can't change it and she goes why it's because it's what kevin wants and i'm like oh we're gonna see kevin fight she's like then i want to talk to kevin and everyone's laughing like you don't talk to kevin nobody talks to kevin like well i'm gonna go talk to kevin so she goes um i guess into what before his office would be and an assistant they're like oh she hulk hi like yeah i'm here to see kevin yeah can you just sign this waiver please so then security comes to take She-Hulk and she's like really why would you make me do that if if I if you're just going to call security on me everybody has to sign the NDA or the 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 waiver or whatever it was and she's beating up security and then we go into this room where it's showing you different clips that seemingly are going to go into the Marvel Studios intro that you see at the, at the at like of every, almost every Marvel movie and show you've seen for for years now. And if I'm correct, I think the first time we saw that was the first Doctor Strange movie. I remember vividly when I went to go see Doctor Strange 1, that was the first time I'd seen it. I could be wrong, but I remember that's the first time I saw it and it's been go- doing that since 2016. Um so it's uh seemingly it's picking the clips for that. And, you know, and then we see this, like, this droid, or, like, droid, this this uh, AI system, and I can't remember what it was called, like, I am the, uh, Kevin, like, I can't remember what it's called, and I'm sorry, but it what Kevin was was an acronym for what this AI system is called, and I was like, oh, that's hilarious, that's very funny. Um, so, Kevin was willing to talk to Jen, to She-Hulk, but she needed to be in Jen form. And he says, can you please turn into Jen when the cameras aren't on you? The VFX team are working on something else. It would be a lot cheaper. And then you hear, like, I didn't catch this this at first, but I was watching a a Real Rejects reaction to it. And apparently you hear, like, a Wakandan, like, noise as she's turning away. So, seemingly, they're working on (laughs) Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, um, the next big Marvel project. And now, uh, you know, she's talking and just saying, like, why does this have to be this way? Why do we have to crumble all... This doesn't make any sense. Like, can't we just do X, Y, and Z? And she makes her case... You know, uh, like like Kevin, like I see all, like Kevin sees everything and my formulas are perfect and she's bringing up some criticisms that uh, the MCU has had with some of their Disney Plus shows. And apologies if I can't get all of the details right because as I record this, it's almost 8 o'clock at night and I've had a very long day, very long just work day in general. But for those of you who saw, you know what I'm talking about. And just goes into it, you know, like why it's a cliche thing of the villain having to get the blood of the of the hero to inject themselves, which is more or less you're just it's calling it a super soldier serum without calling it a super soldier serum. Kevin's like people are saying that. So what she does is she negotiates for the ending of the show to be better, you know, and, you know, uh, Kevin is saying things how she ruined his um, his plans and everything. Uh, you smashed my, smash my plans. 
Uh, and there's a great quote here. This is a great line here. It's like, we're hulks. That's what we do. We smash things. Bruce smashes buildings. I smash fourth walls and bad endings. And sometimes Matt Murdock. And <laughs> that was excellent. I thought that was hilarious. Um, and then she, and then Jen just changes the ending to she Hulk. You know, Todd doesn't become a Hulk anymore. Uh, it, the the setting is no longer at night. Like Hulk doesn't. She's like Hulk doesn't. Like Bruce doesn't need to be there. It's like, but we need. But Hulk is supposed to be there. We're supposed to get like. Ah, it doesn't matter. But his story is supposed to come to. We're supposed to find out what's gonna. Ah, it's gonna happen in the movie. So it's it's already saying like like we already know we're gonna get a probably gonna get a, a Hulk a World War Hulk or Planet Hulk movie. And they're just, like, saying that flat out. And then Jen asks certain things. I'm like, why did you, you know, like, can can Matt Mert, can Daredevil be around more? Uh, you know, like, where are the X-Men coming? Like, Jen is acting like just what the fans are asking of. And this last episode went so beyond meta that it's like, I'm, st- like, I'm still processing this. And I still have to re-watch the episode and maybe the show as a whole to kind of get my my whole feel of it. Because like I've said earlier, I have been critical of a lot of the episodes. And I'm just like, this doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. This doesn't feel like it's it's building to anything. And what this moment did is that everything that happened in the show was, I guess, building up this moment. Just, uh, just outwardly saying that, hey, like, yeah, this is, like, Marvel kind of knew what the reaction of the show was going to be. They knew it was going to be bad, so they went in and changed it. And I will say it's one of the better endings to a show of of the Disney Plus series that I've seen. Um, Maybe I would have just gotten a, out, rid of a few of those filler episodes, because I still think they're filler episodes. And this could have probably felt like a perfect six you know, some episodes feel like they could have worked without with that nine formula. Others feel like, you know, the six worked just fine. Like, I feel like this could have worked with the six, with what they were doing. But overall, what they built to was, I think, very innovative. And, you know, once we come back, you know, uh, Blonsky signs the plea bargain, saying, like, you know, if you turn to, into uh, Abomination again, uh, you uh, will serve, you know, 10 years in federal prison or whatever it was. Um, so he, but he did have to go back. I think it was only temporary, but we'll get to Blonsky later. Um, Daredevil comes out of nowhere, says, Jen, I'm here to help. Like, oh, thanks, Daredevil, but, you know, everything's all figured out. And as we move on, we, like, she just kind of changed the ending. You know, we didn't really see what happened as far as, like, She-Hulk winning in the end. But what ends up happening was, is that, you know, the authorities came and then, she-Hulk comes out, and Todd goes, that's it, I'm ready, just just do it, get over with, like, Todd, and then turns back into Jen and says, I'll see you in court. So she wanted to get back at Todd and Intelligentsia for those reasons of, uh, you know, she wanted to get back at him the legal way. So we see, as we fast forward a little bit further into the episode, uh, we see Jen at her parents' house with her family, and who is there but Matt frickin' Murdoch? There, uh, in town, visiting Jen Walters, and Jen Walters' family is pestering Matt Murdock, you know, saying things like, like, oh, saying he has his own law practice, uh, you know, and Hell's Kitchen. And one of Jennifer's aunts goes like, "Well, law, Hell's Kitchen doesn't sound sound like a great area to be in," and Matt goes, "Well, no, it, it wasn't. It's not the best of areas, but it, it's where I grew up, and I and I wanted to help. I wanted to give back to the people who who needed help." 
to start my own practice. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't sound like make a lot of money. And Jen's like, it's not nice to ask people how much money they make, Aunt Michelle. And then Jen's dad just goes off like, well, you know, you know, raising kids in that kind of salary in California is not going to work. And Jen's Matt's like, oh, so he's getting pestered by Jen's family. Um, The girlfriend of one of Jen's uncles is like trying to flirt with Matt. She gets like, like I can help you out with that. Like, and he's like, you can help me with the burgers. Get up. Uh, so then Jen comes over and need a co-counsel. It's like, yes. So it looks like Matt and Jen are dating. And honestly, that was probably my favorite part of the entire show. Not just Charlie Cox coming in as Matt Murdock and as Daredevil, but I really genuinely enjoy the chemistry between Tatiana Missolani and Charlie Cox. Um, it was really well done. And then we see Hulk. We see Bruce back. Uh, as Smart Hulk, and he's in like an Hawaiian shirt, and says, "Hey, everybody! Like, hey, Bruce!" Blah, blah, blah. And and then Jen goes, "My cousin, the Hulk." Uh, he's like, "I know we've been, I know I've been gone for a while on Sakar, but I'm fine. I'm back to here to tell you guys uh, what the deal is. I'd like you all to meet my son, Scar." And he moves aside, and we see Scar, uh, Hulk's son, in the comics. So Scar is in the MCU, and. That's pretty cool. I, I figured we'd get some kind of bigger reveal in a Hulk movie, and I thought maybe the Hulk probably would have freaked the fuck out more knowing he had a son that was gone for so long. But, okay, that's fine with me. Um, And again, the show ended, you know, Jen Walters gets to be She-Hulk again as a lawyer, and then we fast forward to the post credit scene, and just so you know, I never ever looked at the... Um, at the Easter eggs in the credits, I never did. I only saw like a few things here and there when guys like Cosmic Wonder or, or New Rockstars were talking about it. Uh, I did it to skip to the after credit scenes, which not every episode had. So to quote Tyler, the creator, so that was a fucking lie. Um, and I can't do it in, in just the way Tyler, the creator, does. But we get to the after credit scene and we see Blonsky in the containment cell again with a bag and a folded bag and Crocs. And then in comes Wong. Now, Wong uh, comes to Blonsky, and Blonsky says, took you long enough? Like, sorry, I was busy. And he says, what, getting another show? Like, well, you know, this is kind of becoming a big TV. And again, being very meta with the whole thing. But Blonsky goes, so what's what's the uh, the deal with Comatosh and everything? Ask questions. And was like, you know, Wong answers him. Like, Wi-Fi? It's like, actually, yes. So Wong breaks out Blonsky again. <laughs> And that makes me wonder, where is this going? Uh, does this lead to the Thunderbolts? Does Blonsky still have a shot to be in the Thunderbolts group? Uh, is Wong putting a team together to go against the Thunderbolts? Maybe the Dark Avengers or some kind of, or whatever's going to happen? Um, I have to say, so looking back on She-Hulk, I think I'm going to need another re- I'm going I'm to need a rewatch, and I'm going to need to watch the show from start to finish, just to kind of get my overall feelings. But when it comes to this finale, I thought it was very out of the box. I thought it was very creative, very meta, and it may be too meta for some people, but I did enjoy it. And it answer, you know, it kind of poked fun at the question of what I was asking, where the hell is this all going? Where is this going and how is this and and you know what? Some people may hate it. Some people may like it. I mean, I like the episode. I still think the show had a lot of filler that didn't need to be there. Um, I feel like we could have shaved an episode or two. But overall, I enjoyed the ending of the show. 
And hopefully, we can get when we get She Hulk down the line, it can be more of just, you know, it can be more fun to be had and more hulking out and all that. I would just prefer that just for me personally. If you like She-Hulk, cool. Um, let us know on social media at Fan Speculation on Twitter and Fan Speculation underscore pod on Instagram. Uh, now we're going to be getting into the other stories that happened uh, this week. So we have to talk about the unfortunate news. There's some good news, and then there's some bad news. Um, I'll give you the bad news first. The bad news is that Marvel is having movie delays. So, um, it all started when Blade, Blade's director, was, uh, I believe, fired from the project, if I remember correctly. Um, and Mahershala Ali, who plays Blade, apparently commented on the script, the original script and said there was like maybe two fight scenes and they didn't like the script. Apparently Kevin Feige didn't like the script either. So they they cut it and now it's being completely, not, not the project's not being completely scrapped, I should say, but the whole, they're starting from scratch. Everything has to start all over again. They have to get a brand new script. They have to write it all over again. So thus far, the uh, Blade movie is being delayed. Now, this is going to affect other movies um, in the MCU. And it affects a few movies. It affects some pretty big titles and, and excited titles that we're uh, expecting. So Blade has now been delayed to September 6, 2024. And because it's been delayed to September, what was coming out in September? What we were all excited about? That's right, Deadpool 3. Deadpool 3, it's not so bad. It's being delayed from September, I believe, 24th it was originally, to November 8th, 2024. That's not so bad. We have to wait an extra two months. It's still coming out that year. Um, the Fantastic Four, however, has been delayed to February of 2025. Um and Avengers Secret Wars has been delayed to May 1st of 2026. Um, I was fully expecting Avengers uh, Secret Wars to be delayed. I was fully expecting that. And then there's an untitled film delayed to November 7th of 2025. Um, yeah, because uh, I also believe that um, I think maybe the Fantastic Four was supposed to come out November in 2025. Um, or no, not November. I can't recall the original timeline, but yes, uh, Blades delayed, Deadpool 3, Fantastic Four, Avengers Secret Wars, and as it stands right now, the current time, uh, the current projects and movies coming out, Wakanda Forever is still set to come out November 11th, uh, of, uh, of this year, Quantumania is still set to come out fe February 17th, 2023, Guardians 3, May 20, uh, May 5th, 2023, The Marvels, July 28th, 2023, uh, I'm reading this from a tweet from Eric Voss of New, New Rockstars, 9 to 10 month break, probably more D plus titles, maybe a new film announcement, question mark, Captain America 4, May 3rd, 2024, The Thunderbolts, July 26th, 2024, but uh, the Thunderbolts might be getting delayed as well because there are rumors and speculations and reports that apparently Sony and Marvel Studios want to, um, they're reportedly looking at July 12th, 2024 for the fourth Tom Holland Spider-Man movie and reportedly Tom Holland wants a street-level Spider-Man 4 with Charlie Cox returning as Daredevil. Now, that's a lot to unpack there. So, um, I guess let's just kind of go back into the whole Blade thing. 
Um, it sucks because Blade is one of those projects I'm really looking forward to because it will really help bring out the darker side of the MCU. You know, Moon Knight kind of started doing that. Multiverse of Madness expanded upon that more. So, and I want to see the Midnight Suns. You know, I want to see a team with Moon Knight, Blade, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, uh, maybe Punisher and Daredevil, etc. So, there's a lot I'd like to see there. Now, this isn't all bad. I don't think this is all bad. Because only a few projects are delayed by, like, a few months. Others are delayed. Yeah, it sucks for, like, another year or so. Um, but the reason why I think that the Thunderbolts could be delayed is because I don't think they're going to want to do a Spider-Man movie and the Thunderbolts within the same month. Because, obviously, more people are going to go see Spider-Man than they are the Thunderbolts. Spider-Man is a household name, and he is a, the most, arguably the most popular superhero uh, of all time. And my, I mean, it's it's hard to argue that. Like, I, I think Spy when you think of superhero, one of the first ones I think anybody will say is probably Spider-Man, Batman, maybe, and maybe Iron Man or Superman. Um, so, I, I, I truly think that the Thunderbolts could get delayed probably to like maybe August the following month if nothing else is going on there that I didn't mention um and I think Marvel really needs to knock it out of the park with the Thunderbolts because that would be their kind of like their Suicide Squad-esque type of movie and I really think they need to nail that because if they do continue on with this Thunderbolts uh July um uh, 26th I think it was uh date with Spider-Man, I don't think we're going to see two two Marvel movies that close to each other. So I would expect Thunderbolts to get delayed because, again, you need to have more spotlight on Thunderbolts, and Spider-Man will have his chance. And Sp Spider-Man will Spider-Man you can sell on the name alone. People will go see a Spider-Man movie even if they don't release what the movie's about. That's how popular Spider-Man is. The Thunderbolts you really need to solidify. Uh, a storyline, and yes, we do know some of these characters. We do know Bucky, the Winter Soldier, um, but other people may not be familiar with other characters. Like even even though Yelena Belova is fantastic, um, the character and Florence Pugh playing her, um, we there are still characters people probably don't remember. I guarantee you, a lot of people don't remember Ghost. They don't. I'm probably a lot of people don't know Val, uh, Red Guardian of the Infinity Black Widow. They don't know Red Guardian. Um, you know, Taskmaster was in Black Widow as well, so you don't know Taskmaster either. So, and U.S. Soldier John Walker, uh, U.S. Agent John Walker, uh, he, Captain America, well, I guess Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Falcon, the Winter Soldier. There's a lot of Disney Plus S characters, well, and even stuff that goes on that if you haven't not up to date with Marvel, you're not you're going to be a little lost with this movie. So, what I think is it's best to move the Thunderbolts just so it doesn't get overshadowed or you know fall in the shadow. Of Spider-Man, but getting into Spider-Man, um, I think that is exactly what Spider-Man needs. So we saw in the other Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, like the first one with Homecoming and then Far From Home, um, you know, they were more street level, and he was still honing into his uh, honing into who Spider-Man is. We were still learning about this version of Spider-Man. Then we got Spider-Man No Way Home. This epic multiversal movie um, of, of all these diff different generations of Spider-Man coming together and the villains, uh, you know, it, it was a masterpiece work of a superhero movie, in my opinion, as I've said many, many times before. Um, but I think Spider-Man going back to a street-level um, superhero is important. You know, there are a lot of things that go on in Spider-Man comics at a street level. Yes, Spider-Man is involved in a lot of big 
uh, team-ups. You know, Spider-Man was involved in the Infinity Gauntlet comic. Spider-Man was involved in the Civil War comic. Um, you know, Spider-Man was involved in the Secret in the Secret Wars comic. So, in both the original adaptation and the 2015 adaptation of Spider-Man. So, there is a lot going on with Spider-Man. You can use him for big events because he's a big character and people will read it. But Spider-Man, what makes him so important that he is a grounded, street-level hero, you know? Yes, he's fighting guys like Doc Ock and Green Goblin and Venom and Carnage, you know, but he's also fighting like B-level guys like Shocker, you know, and, and Vulture and Rhino, you know, but then he's fighting everyday thugs, but he's also fighting a guy like the Kingpin. Now, I would think that if Tom Holland wants uh, Charlie Cox to be in the next Spider-Man movie, which I think is perfect because other reports and rumors are saying that apparently... um. Spider-Man 4, the untitled Spider-Man movie for Tom Holland, is going to be dealing with the fallout of Daredevil Born Again. Now, we know that in Daredevil Born Again, we're going to be getting uh, Charlie Cox returning as Matt Murdock slash Daredevil, Vince D'Onofrio is returning as the Kingpin slash Wilson Fisk, and um, I think Elena Cox is her name. Uh, is return Apparently, she's returning to play Echo slash Maya Lopez, who we first saw in the Hawkeye series, the Deaf Girl. Um... I th- according to IMDb, those are the only three confirmed cast members of the show. There was a picture going around that if if you did see this picture, you know where it saw Foggy and Karen coming back and She-Hulk being in the mo- in the show, John Bernthal returning as Punisher. You know all these characters coming in. I-, I hate to burst your bubble, but no one has officially announced it. Uh, I and I, if I can find that picture, I'll pull it up. You know, this, this casting though, you know, it it, it says, yeah, it, it, what it says is uh, Charlie Cox, Daredevil, Vince Nafield, Kingpin, uh, Deborah Ann Wolves, Karen Page, uh, Eden Henson as uh, Foggy Nelson, Alik Alik Alika Aliqua Aliqua Cox, I think if I said that right, uh, Echo, she's she is confirmed, uh, uh, Jonathan uh, Banks. As uh, I can't, I can't tell what that name says there. Uh, Ela D. Young as Electra, uh, Wilson Benthal as as Bullseye, Tatiana Maslany, Jennifer Walters, John Bernthal, Frank Castle, The Punisher. Um, this would be an absolute stacked cast. This would be a fantastic cast, and I think if they're actually able to get a lot of these characters to return for the show, I would be all for it because I thought. Uh, Bullseye's portrayal was fantastic in uh, the original Daredevil show. John Bernthal as Punisher. I mean, like that is that's just Punisher coming to life in the comics. Um, you know, I loved uh, Elektra's portrayal in the show. I only saw Elektra in season two of Daredevil, and I still to this day haven't seen the Defenders. Um, I would like a lot of this uh, connection and continuity, but we'll have to wait and see what goes on. Um, I think it would make a lot of sense if maybe this, you know, Kingpin being the bad guy of Daredevil, Daredevil Born Again, which is going to happen. I think it would be really cool if we got a Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man is fighting Kingpin because Kingpin is not just a big Daredevil villain. Kingpin is a multi-layered villain that fights multiple different heroes in the comics. And Spider-Man is arguably a bigger villain of, not Spider-Man, Kingpin is arguably a bigger villain of the Spider-Man comics than maybe Daredevil. I mean, it's very hand-in-hand, and and it would make a lot of sense for Daredevil and Spider-Man to work together. Also because Spider-Man and Daredevil work together in the comics all the time. They they work together all the time. They're both New York street-grounded superheroes, so I think it would make a lot of sense 
if they both were in the movie. And I also think it would be the perfect movie to bring in Daredevil. My only worry is I would really just love for Spider-Man to have his own, like, you know, own, like, like, like kind of solo outing. He kind of has them. Like, in Homecoming, you know, Iron Man was there, and then in uh, Far From Home, it was kind of like the Mysterio was kind of the guy, and then he kind of, and then, well, Nick Fury was in that whole thing. Um, and then No Way Home, he always got No Way Home. But I do think that Spider-Man having Daredevil in the new Spider-Man movie would be really cool because... Daredevil, I think, I mean, for me, Daredevil has been personally, he's been one of my favorite superheroes ever since I was a kid. Before the MCU was a big thing, there were a few superheroes that were just everything to me. Like, certain heroes and groups, those heroes were Spider-Man, Wolverine, Daredevil, uh, Cyclops of the, like, like, I was a big Cyclops kid growing up. You know, the the Fantastic Four, I love the Fantastic Four, Human Torch in particular, uh, you know, and I, I just loved, loved those, those, uh, those characters, you know, like the Spider-Man, X-Men and Fantastic Four stuff I was more into. And I've said this on the podcast before, but some people don't realize that the Avengers, like when I was a kid, like I'm 28 years old, when, when I was a kid, the Avengers weren't as big of a thing as they are now. And they're bigger than they ever were. Like not to understate that the Avengers weren't, a big important character faction in the Marvel comics. I'm not understating that, but the thing is is that they were not as important as they are now. Like they for sure were important than like the Guardians of the Galaxy maybe because the Guardians of the Galaxy was like a C plus level comic series that not a lot of people read. So I yeah, like they're still important, but they're way more important now. Like the X-Men I think leaped and Leaps and bounds were more popular than uh, than the Avengers. So, I again, I've been gone on a bit of a tangent, but I think Daredevil being introduced in a Spider-Man movie would be really well done because if this, because so far so good, I'm loving Charlie Cox in the MCU as Daredevil. We got a taste of him in No Way Home as Matt Murdock. He's been doing fantastic in this movie, uh, in this movie, in, in his role so far in his two episodes of She-Hulk. Um, I don't care what anybody says about the whole walk of shame thing. I thought it was funny. I think it's okay for Daredevil to be funny given the circumstances. Um, I, I I truly think that Marvel, while they do go a little too heavy on the comedy sometimes, I truly believe that when it's time to be serious, they are serious. Like looking at the tone of Black Panther, I do think that movie's gonna be serious, it's gonna be epic, it's gonna be awesome, tears are gonna be shed. So I am faithful. Well, well I'm confident that Daredevil Born Again will be a will be a, a serious movie much like Black Panther and segueing into the next and final story that we have going on of Black Panther um, a Marvel villain is set to return for Black Panther Wakanda forever and if you couldn't figure out Black Panther villain who could that be um, it's Killmonger so uh, just give me a moment to pull up my notes here here we go. There is another story that I just saw looking through uh, my time show, showing shines. Hello's Twitter. Uh, so this was an article from Seek, uh, Screen Geek all the way from my birthday uh, almost a year ago. Wow. So um, but at, at the time of this uh, of this article, it says not much has been revealed about Black Panther Wakanda Forever, a.k.a. Black Panther 2, as it's currently being worked on by Marvel Studios. We know that Ryan Coogler has return to write and direct the sequel and some of the cast members in previous films will return like Luptia 
Gongo, as uh, I apologies for butchering her name, uh, Letitia Wright, uh, Danny Guerrera. We already know that the film will not recast Catherine Bozeman's role as T'Challa has been previously said by Kevin Feige. Um, we uh, skipping over. We found we've been told. Apparently, this is a Screen Geek exclusive. We've been told that Michael B. Jordan will return as Killmonger in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and that he will be a mentor to a young hero. The return will take place in the ancestral plane. In regards to which hero that will be, we were weren't able to confirm, but many have suspected Letitia Wright Shuri's character uh, take over the mantle of Black Panther. At this point, though, that has only been rumored. Uh, it's Pretty much guaranteed that's going to be Shuri in the movie at this point. Michael B. Jordan has talked about a potential return before as as recently as earlier this year, so early 2021, when he asked to rate the possibility of coming back on a scale of 1 to 10, in which he said, I'm going to go with a solid 2. I didn't want to go 0. Never say never. I can't predict the future. Back Panther Wakanda Forever has reportedly gone hiatus since... Uh, okay, so we go, on, we go on to that. This is from December of 2021. And my time to shine hello a day ago at the time of this recording said, this is true, I've seen proof. Quotation marks, a video. So, um, apparently Killmonger will be returning and being in the ancestral plane. Now, just reading that automatically, I feel like that mentoring a young hero, that's gotta be Shuri. That has got to be Shuri, and she's going to be talking about, um, what should we call it? She's going to be talking about fucking uh, her going to the ancestral plane and Killmonger mentoring her, because he's been there before. Um, I guess it would make sense. I mean, I still, I mean, they'll work around whatever they have to do with the movie. Um, I think this would work, considering if they do it this way and that Killmonger's in the ancestral plane, it makes more sense than just bringing him back to life somehow because he just, when T'Challa stabbed him with that dagger in Black Panther 1, uh, he was living, but if he took that dagger out, he was going to die. And he took the dagger out of his body and he just fainted to the ground and he died. So I think this would make more sense uh, for an ancestral plane Black, uh, for Black Panther 2 for... Killmonger to come back. I also just love Michael B. Jordan as a character, and I think he's just a terrific actor. Uh, there is one more story I, I just stumbled upon here that I definitely want to talk about. So we talked about a little while ago that uh, Marvel wanted Harrison Ford to play um, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in The Thunderbolts. Well, now there is a new uh, report coming out saying that Harrison Ford has reportedly been cast as Thunderbolt Ross for Captain America New World Order. If you recall, Captain America New World Order is supposed to come out before the Thunderbolts. So May of 2024, if I got that correct, if I can look through here and see when the Captain America movie is coming out, I believe it is. Uh, May of 2024. Uh, let's see here. Yes, May 3rd, 2024. Um, so yes, uh, I think that would work. I spoke about it a little while ago. Um, but I think Harrison Ford returning as uh, well, coming into the MCU as Thunderbolt Ross. I think it would make sense, and I don't think you need to explain too much because recasts just happen. I mean. Don Cheadle wasn't always uh, War Machine, and uh, Mark Ruffalo wasn't always Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. So I think it works, 
And if they want to, if they want to continue Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU, that'd be great. And I think if Harrison Ford wants to be in the MCU, it would be a huge get for Marvel. Like I think it's just like Harrison Ford is one of those actors who's like he prides himself in his work, and I don't think he like a lot of people would think like he wouldn't sully himself, as some people might say. Not me. I'm not not me. I think Harrison Ford in in uh, Marvel in the MCU would be great. But I don't think he would want to, you know, go do superhero movies. He already wasn't crazy about doing the Star Wars movies, and he wanted Harris, Harrison Ford. He he wanted Han Solo to die in Return of the Jedi, but that never happened. Um, and eventually, it happened. But you know, it's spoilers if you haven't seen the the first uh, what was it, episode seven? Yeah, episode seven of Star Wars: Wars Awakens. Um, overall, I think this would be a good idea. Um, the person that, uh, that my time just saying hello retweeted on Twitter, quote, tweeted this original report, um, you know, saying that my time slow, trying to, sh- my time to shine. Hello. Try saying that 10 times fast. Um, uh, def, uh, definitely got it right here. Squish was Sam Elliott. Um, Sam Elliott would have been cool, but I think Harrison Ford is cooler. Uh, just my personal humble opinion. Um, as we wrap things up in the podcast pretty soon, um, I want to now uh, talk about two things. One, um, I want to talk about a, a good cause, and I know this podcast isn't of a big uh, audience, but for those of you who do listen every week, I, I really, really do appreciate it. Me and Vinny both appreciate the, the the feedback we get from people we hear, you know, from from friends of ours and people who have reached out to us online. You know, we, we generally do appreciate the um, the feedback. For those of you who do listen, and if you can spare, I, I know the world is tough right now and cost of living is high, but we want to shine a, a spotlight to uh, a former guest on this po- a multiple time guest. And a dear friend of me and Vinny, uh, we want to shine to our good friend Pat Rono. Um, I will leave a link to uh, what what this story is about. Briefly, um, Pat and his wife, uh, they recently had a house fire in Ohio and um, they lost everything. The Everything in the house just pretty much destroyed like... Uh, and unfortunately, two of their three dogs, uh, two of the, th- the three dogs they had, had passed away, and they were able to save one. So, th- th- it's it's very very rough right now. Um, I uh, I just want to shine and say that there is a GoFundMe, which I will leave in the description of this podcast. I will leave it in the bio of our Instagram uh, at fanspeculation underscore pod uh, to donate. I don't know at the time of this recording if they have reached the goal, but if you can help spare anything. But five dollars, ten dollars, twenty, a hundred, two hundred, like, like what, like you, I just, if you can, is all I ask because Pat is a dear friend of ours, and we want to make sure he is okay and he's doing all right, and we we love you, man, and we we appreciate you listening every week, and if any, if we can reach out to more people that can that want to help, um, we we want to help and do our best here. We we love you, man, when we hope you're you're doing well and. Your spirits are high, and you're you're in a you're in a good place. We, we me and Vinny are always a text or a phone call away if you you ever need anything or just talk. Man, we're here for you. So if any of you guys can do that, we'd we'd greatly appreciate it. I know Pat and his family would greatly appreciate it. And uh, to close things off, uh, I just want to say um, for all of you guys who've been listening to this podcast for like how long have they been doing this? Like like almost. Like, it's been over a year. Uh, like, we started this, I think, in March of 2021. And it's now, the time of this recording, October of 2022. Like, we're, 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 we're close to, like, two years now. Um, I just want to say uh, a big thank you to all, the, all of you who listen every week. You know, who come and love to hear this shit being talked about. And, 
And uh, to those who like, you know, listen to me and Vinny bullshit and ramble and just say the most ridiculous things, mostly Vinny saying the most ridiculous things. Um, I, I just want to say thank you so much every, to every single one of you. Um, that being said, um, Vinny and I are going to be taking a short break from the podcast. Um, it, it's not a permanent break. This isn't, we're not going away. Um, but mine and Vinny's life right now are kind of hectic and crazy with our, our work schedules and other things going on in our lives. Um, you know, so it's, we're going to take a short break. We, uh, our plan right now is to come back, uh, in time to talk about Black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, we, uh, you won't see the last of us is, well, me anyway, um, I'm going to be doing a podcast uh, called Gate Leapers um, in, uh, right before Black Panther Wakanda Forever is released. And it's like a fun game show type of podcast. Um, it's, you know, different fandoms like, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Marvel, Spider-Man, Thor, uh, you know, even to Shrek. It's like a fun game show, to po- game show type of podcast. So go check those guys out and be on the lookout for the Black Panther uh, episode that I'll be doing with those guys. Um but yeah, to just kind of wrap things up, we're going to be taking a bit of a break. You know, I kind of need to focus on a little more things and going on in my life and my 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 band, Hollow Heroes. You know, where it's um, you know, music is like this is a love of mine. Like I love talking about this kind of stuff with people. Like when I meet people and I find out they're Marvel fans or Star Wars fans or or whatever the case or like wrestling fans. Even though I'm a big wrestling fan of music. Just I love talking about stuff with people about the stuff that I love. Like I genuinely love to talk about this kind of stuff and I love to hear what people have to say and their opinions and their viewpoints and what they like, what they don't like. And maybe I kind of sway them like, Oh, well, why don't you listen to this? Or why don't you check that? Like, you know, I love doing that kind of stuff. It's, it's fun to me and it's how I've made a lot of friends over the years. So this isn't like, you know, we're going away. It's just, it's just a short little break, you know, you know, about a month or so, me and Vin need to recharge the old podcast batteries and uh, and just come back when we are fully recharged, man. You know, sometimes you just need a break, and we've been doing this podcast, I'd say, somewhat consecutively. There's been some ep- there's been some weeks where we don't have an episode, and you know, we apologize for it, whether it be my fault or Vinny's fault, um, or just the or just my computer's fault, or whatever the case may be. We always we always make it up to you guys. So for those of you who listen every single week. Uh, we thank you genuinely. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts, and we will see you in a month's time to talk about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. So, uh, once again, uh, if you like what you heard, please uh, listen, uh, follow us on all social media apps on Twitter on Fan Speculation, all one word, Fan Speculation underscore Pod on Instagram. Uh, if you if you on listening on whatever your favorite podcast app is, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play. Uh, Stitcher or what have you. If you have a five star option, like leave a five star uh, five star uh, review, write a review, uh, tell us about what you think about the show. Uh, we genuinely appreciate it. Um, and above all, uh, I'll be leaving the link uh, in our description for the GoFundMe for our good buddy Pat Rono, uh, for uh, just to help out him and his wife and his and their family to go through this troubling time. Um, again, Pat, love you, man. We, you're always welcome here on the podcast and thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation so for CJ Palmasano, we'll see you for Wakanda Forever The Kang Gang Bang!